This year, 2023, the Lord deposited a word for 3W Church, and it was the word faith. We've been preaching on faith, we've been talking about faith, and we're going to continue to hit faith over and over and over again. And some of us are like, well, I already know about faith, but as I said a minute ago, the word of God is ever growing, and, and it is alive. And so we're going to be hitting these topics over and over again. And we started a series, today is week three, of the series called Faith Activators, things that activate your faith. And if you've missed any of them, you can watch them on our YouTube channel. You can listen to them on Spotify or Google Play or Apple iTunes. We have them on all the platforms. And we've defined these things, these three things. Number one, faith is complete trust in someone or something. That is the very essence or, or definition of the word faith, complete trust in someone or something. We talked about what an activator is. An activator is a substance or something that will initiate a chemical reaction. Easy example for all of us to remember or understand. You get vinegar, you add it to baking soda, you get fizz. Right? We've all done that at one point in time or another. We've seen our teachers do it. We did it in a project, little volcano, red dye, the whole fun, the whole nine yards with it, right? That is an activator. So when you put these two definitions together, and we tell you we're in a series called Faith Activator, this is the, the way we are defining it. An action that activates your faith. Like the credit card that you receive in the mail that has a little sticker on it. The credit card has your name, the credit card has your account, it has your credit availability, but not until you call and activate it can you use it. If it's your debit card, you may have a million dollars sitting in the bank, but if you swipe that card without being activated, it will not access what is yours. And many of us believers are saying we're standing or believing for a promise from God, but we are not activating it because we have not activated our faith. And it is only a word faith. It is only a knowledge-based faith, and there's no action behind the faith. And so for the first two weeks of this series, we hit two different things. We talked about giving and walking with God as activators of faith. Giving activates your faith. Walking with God activates your faith. And we're not going to go into them deeply. Those are parts one and two. You can listen to them online and you can go back to get it. But if you go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, that's our main text for this passage or for this series. Hebrews chapter 11. It starts in verse one saying, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. The translation on the screen says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Verse number four, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. This is where we see giving activates faith. And we'll stop there for a second. Abel offered to God what God told him to give, which was the firstborn of his flock. Abraham offered to God what God told him to give, which was his son, Isaac. The widow of Terabeth, she offered to God what God told her to give, which was a cake. The key 
of the giving that activates faith is giving whatever God asks you to give. Whatever God asks you to give, okay? So there again, verse number four. By faith, offer, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Enoch had such a deep walk with God that God just raptured him and took him to heaven with him. Did not see death. God, Enoch had such a deep walk with God that even though he is the seventh from Adam, Adam is number number one, he was the seventh generation, he prophesied of Jesus' messianic reign and return, which is quoted in the book of Jude. Walking with God activates your faith. And now we get to verse number seven. It says in verse seven, by faith, Noah, being warned by God, Concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Verse number seven, one more time. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark. For the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. If you're taking notes, write this down. Building activates our faith. Building activates our faith. What is to build? To build is to construct. Putting materials together. Building is a process of creating or developing something. We all have heard this line before. You're going to finish it for me. You ready? Online campus. You can type it in there. If you build it, feel the dreams. If you build it, he will come. There's this movie, right? If you haven't seen that Kevin Costner movie, it's an old movie. It's a baseball movie. The cornfields, they build a baseball field anyways. Right here. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, he will come is the actual line. We quote it as if you build it, they will come, but that's not the line in the movie. If you build it, he will come. Church, we must build as an activation to our faith. What are we doing in what we are believing for that we are constructing and putting together those materials or that? We have to build. And building is a process. So many of you have perhaps been to our home. We host events at our home all the time. Men's breakfast, women's breakfast, uh, uh, meetings. I mean, we're, we're always having things here. The, the cable's having a conniption fit again. If it's distracting, let me know. We'll just unplug it. But it is what it is. If you saw our house when we first bought our house, like many of my family members, you would have thought we were insane. Literally. 
Like I had a six-month-old. Patty and I had Abigail. She was six months old. We put her in a, we, we, we buy this house and, and we close on this house. But let me tell you a little bit about the house. The house had mold all over it. The house had holes in the ceiling. The house had a bedroom that was like Buzz Lightyear, like no lie. The roof was painted like space. The, 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 the baseboards were neon. It had another trim that was orange. It took like five coats of Kills primer to get that sucker to look white. And people look at it and they see our home today when they walk in and they're like, wow, your home is beautiful. But you don't understand the process. The process of faith, of even before we got into it, of, of just believing God for it. It was a process. And Noah had to go through a process of building an ark. If we go to Genesis, go over to the book of Genesis, chapter number 6. It tells us the story a little more detailed. Genesis chapter number 6. The world is a disaster. And it says in verse 8, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Verse number 9 says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight. The earth was filled with violence. And God saw... The earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. This is how you're to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits. Its height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and set the door of the ark on its side. Make it with a lower, second, and third deck. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which it is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Now, this process, number one, again, he had to start building because building activates faith. But building is a process. People ask all the time, how long did it take Noah to build the ark? The Bible doesn't say. So anything you read out there is complete conjecture. Some people say it took them 120 years. And they say that because in chapter number six, when God tells Noah that I'm going to destroy the earth, he says the number of years of man shall be 120 years. So there's a pocket of people that they think that 120 years is a countdown to the flood. Some people say it took 90 years, 80 years, 50 years. It doesn't matter how much it took. And it's still a rock's line. It doesn't matter, right? Here's what I know. God said build and Noah started building. Right. To this day, they don't know what gopher wood truly is. Some people think Noah probably had to go plant the trees first. 
I don't know. It doesn't matter if he had to build the trees or plant the trees. All I know is he started building. His three sons, people are there. I, read, I was reading all these things because people ask all the questions, right? Oh, maybe he had one son at 98 years to the flood, another one like at 96. And if you follow this pattern, it's like, bro, maybe they were triplets. Born all the same pregnancy, one shot. Go, here you go. Your three laborers are going to help you build the ark. It doesn't matter. But it was a process from when God said it to when they got in the ark. And he didn't start building when God said in seven days it's going to rain. He started immediately. And many of us forget that it is a process to grow in our faith. It is a process to believe for God to do things. People say, well, I believe God. And you ask them, so, okay, you're dealing with this situation. Name it, right? Uh, 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 an illness, a brokenness in marriage, a heart, whatever it is. You say, so you're believing God for that. Awesome. Let me ask you this question. What is the first thing you do when you get a headache? Is it pray or go to the cupboard and pull out Advil or Tylenol? Because here's the thing. If you are in the process of growing your faith and your belief... It starts with the little. How am I going to believe for the big when I can't believe for the little? And all of us, can, can I tell you, I don't have a greater faith than you who's sitting and listening. The question is, where have we developed our faith? Because the Bible says we're all given the same measure of faith. In the same way that all of us, if we stand here and they do an MRI, we're going to have the same muscles. But some people have nicer developed muscles because they go to the gym and they bench press and they leg press and they do the different things and their muscles get bigger. Here's another one. The muscles get bigger as you work them out and they tear and grow. And as you and I face challenges... We activate our faith by building for that which we do not see yet. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Again, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it, but I build towards it. And it's a process. So <laughs> I don't recommend you do this. But when we did the addition to our house, Patty was pregnant. And living in a house that is under construction while being pregnant is not fun. We joke about it. If we had known she was pregnant, we probably wouldn't have started building. Because we found out once we had the permit and had started the building. We already had knocked down the first wall, right? And when you knock down the wall, ain't no going back. It was a process. And the process didn't start with the first sledgehammer. The process started with the meeting with the architect. The process started with finding out if the wall was load-bearing or not. The process started. There was a lot of things that had to happen. But every single one of those things was as important to the finished product. 
The meeting with the architect for six months of designing and drawing things and, and all of this. And, and remember, Patty and I would be like sometimes frustrated, like, what's taking this so long? Like, you know, we want to get rolling. And I remember the architect, she looked at us and she said, it is much better to take longer and ensure the plans are exactly what you want when you get it approved at the county than it is to make a change and resubmit it. Because every time you resubmit a plan, the cycle starts over. So we took the time of the process. And there's a process in our faith and where we are. And we have to allow for God to work in us in the process. But number one is to begin to build. And here's the next thing I want you to jot down. Remember, we need to build with God's blueprints. Build with God's blueprints. God was intricate in his design. Build it with pitch on the inside and on the outside. 300 cubits in his length. By the way, cubits is about 18 inches of length, if you want to do the math. 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits tall, three decks, a lower, a middle, an upper, a door on the side. I mean, God gave him the exact intricate design, and Moses had to follow it to the T. God does that with everything. He gave an exact intricate design of the tabernacle. He gave an exact intricate design of the temple. He's given a design of the new temple. He's given a design of all the different things. And the Bible says he's got plans for your life. He's got a design for you and for you and for you and for you and for you. But the problem is we try to build based on the design God gave Javi for his life. And that's not the design God had for my life. And I can't build based on what God gave someone else. I need to build the blueprint that God gave me. But the only way to get the blueprint is to meet with the master architect. See, my architect could not just come and say, oh, here are the plans and give me the design of what she wanted. No, there was conversation. So, you know, by the way, our whole thing started because we wanted a guest bathroom. Especially as a parent of girls, right? You're like, if somebody had to come to the house, like, and then you got to clean the bathroom, you, have, you know, whatever. So we're like, we need a guest bathroom. It's, it's, it's where the people go to the bathroom and they don't go to the girls' bathroom, right? The whole thing started from there. 1,200 square feet later. <laughs> but we met with the architect. She walked the house. What are your desires? What are your ideas? What's your vision? What do you want to do? So as Chris spends time with God and is walking with God, and God says, he says with the Bible, I'm quoting scripture, he will give you the desires of your heart. He wants you to prosper as your soul prospers. As you are intimately walking with God, he knows your wants, your desires. He crafts a design and a blueprint for you. And the first step when you get the blueprint, yes, you got to follow it, but you got to start start building what is it that we need to do with that to receive that which we're believing write this down building gives physical evidence of our faith in God building gives physical evidence tangible of our faith in God Hebrews 11 1 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The song that we were singing, I see the evidence of your goodness. As you look around and doctor said, you shouldn't have been here today. You should have died three years ago, but you're still kicking and you're going to get to long life. Doctor said X, Y, or Z, but God said this. Your dad said you'd never amount to anything, but your heavenly father said, I have a plan for your life. The teacher said X, Y, or Z, but God said this. When we see his goodness... We're able to take the next thing that God says and build from there. Acting in faith. Yeah. If it doesn't sound crazy, it wouldn't need faith. If it didn't sound crazy, it didn't need faith. Can, can we put ourselves in Noah's shoes for a minute? Let me give you a little history biblical lesson. It is believed by every scholar pretty much consensus that when the rains came upon the earth it had never rained on the earth before it had never rained on the earth before god's design was so perfect for the earth that the dew of the morning was enough to water all the trees and keep everything going God tells them to build a boat with a roof. Where Noah is thought to have lived in this place, right, in the Middle East, when you think of creation, they're not near bodies of water. And he's building a boat the size of a football field. And it didn't, I don't know how long it took him, and it doesn't matter how long it took him. All I know is this, it didn't take him a day. Like he couldn't, he couldn't go to, to John Abel's website and order the wood. He, he couldn't go to Lowe's and buy a new drill. He couldn't go and buy the, the, the deck screws or whatever and the drill bits. He had to make it all. And he had to do it visible. It's not like he first built a giant warehouse to build the boat inside first. To keep it secret, right? No, que no sepan, que nadie vea, right? Like, uh, you know, I have faith, pero con día. No, no, he had to do it open, exposed. There was people who probably every time they, oh, there's that big old, wow, man, that's bigger than all the huts we live in. What are you building here, Noah? It's going to rain. You know what? Shem, Ham, and Japheth, his kids, you don't think they got ridiculed and mocked probably? Hey, your dad's crazy. He's building a boat. I don't even know what a boat. You seen a boat? I don't know. I don't see a boat. I, eh, la, 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 Dory, sorry. Finding Nemo. Building a giant boat. But you know, Shem, Ham, Japheth, with their wives, they got on their boat. Because Noah kept hammering it in. Taza. <laughs> like that one, Maria? <laughs> she got the pun. All right. My job, my call is to pastor. My job is to pastor 3W Church. My first ministry is Patty, Abigail, Alexandra, and Samantha. Amen. So every opportunity that I have with my girls, with something that comes up, we take it to God and pray. 
What does God say? What is this? Bible read. Like we're, we're, we're putting it in the foundation. That is my number one thing. And I've said this from the pulpit. I have no qualms. If, you, if, it, if it ticks you off, I'm sorry. I'm not here to please you. But I will find a job at McDonald's if I need to, if it meant that my saving my family if something was happening. And I'm not going to sacrifice my family at the altar of convenience for people. Because when I get to heaven, the well done, good and safe, faithful servant is not going to be because I pastored a ginormous church or led all these things. It's going to be because my wife and my children love Jesus. That's my first thing. So Noah was building an ark, but you best believe he was telling these boys about why they were building an ark. Now, after the flood, one of them messed up royally. So there's something that is to be said there of you do your part, but people make decision. Because some of you, I feel in my spirit, I'm, yes, Lord, I'm just going to obey. Some of you have this condemnation upon your life because your child has decided to not follow Jesus right now, even though you did things right. But that's free will. And you continue in faith, believing for their return. You continue in faith, believing that they will get right with God. You continue to pray for your husband, wife. You continue to pray for your wife, husband. You continue to pray for your children. You continue to pray for your grandchildren. Knowing that what you have put in, based on what the word of God says, will give fruit. Now I ask you this question. You're in faith for their return. What are you doing to build? You're in faith for that house, what are you doing to build? You're in faith for your healing, what are you doing to build? I don't know what it is that God is telling you in your blueprint to, to build. All I know is that God's telling you to do something. And what he says, says, we must do. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. Only two people in the Bible that has said to have walked with God. So this is what I'm going to tell you. We won't build unless we're walking with God. If you're not having deep relationship with him, you're not going to build. Because you're not going to know where he wants you to go. Again, we got the blueprints for our house after we would meet over and over again with our architect. And she would do an iteration and we'd go back and forth. And then we got the blueprints. And then we hit the ground running. And then we got to the place. But it was a process. And the process starts with the building. What is God calling you to build? What is God telling you to do in faith? And are you going to wait to the last minute. You know, the wise and foolish virgins, virgins that Jesus talks about in the parable, they all had their lamp, but only half of them had the oil. And when the bridegroom was coming, it was too late. Noah was given a seven-day warning. If you go back to chapter, chapter number seven, 
In chapter number 7 says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you, your house, for I have seen all the righteous. you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals the male has made. Keep on going down there. Verse number 2, verse number 3, right? It keeps going in verse number 4. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth. That's not when Moses, I'm sorry, Noah started building. He didn't start building at the seven-day warning. At the seven-day warning, he went inside the ark. And many of us were waiting. Ah, oh, come on, rally cap, bottom of the ninth inning, we'll turn it around and get the win. No, 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 no. Start in inning number one. You watch, we, we're going to watch football tonight. We hope everybody turns it on from the beginning, right? Not like, oh, in the last two minutes is when they scored a bunch of points, but they, they weren't able to pull it out. Oh, if we had only played that way the whole game. Oh, if we had only started doing things in faith that activated our belief. Only if I had been obedient to what God asked me to give. Oh, only if I had been obedient to walk with God. Only if I had started building when God said build. So I want to end it with this. If the worship team comes to the altar, let's not wait. Let's build. Let's not wait. Let's build. You know, let's put it in something that we can all understand. First thing you're going to do when you get ready to go buy a home is go get pre-qualified. It's the first thing you should do. And any realtor worth or salt is going to tell you that. Oh, I'm looking for this house. They're going to ask you, what do you qualify for? Because the realtor ain't going to waste their time showing you a million dollar house and you got about a buck 75 to your name. And a credit score of 215. You know what I mean? They're going to say, it's great to dream. What do you qualify for? So why are we waiting till we find the house we want to find out if we can even do it? No, let's start. Don't wait. Start now. God's given you a vision for your business. Ask God, what do I do to start building? God's given you a vision for your marriage to be a different thing than you have right now. Ask God, how do I start building it? Some of your building is putting a zipper on your mouth and start putting down the, the spouse. Because you're not building. Everything that comes out of your mouth is destruction. Oh, I can't believe I got to tell you this. Oh, I can't believe I tell you this. And you're like, oh, yeah. What do you got to do? Let's not wait. Let's build. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to start worshiping in a minute. But before we do, or as we do, this is my challenge for you this morning. Ask God, what's my first step in building the blueprints you've given me? God, what's my first step? God, what do I need to do? And listen for his voice. Listen for what he wants to say. For he's speaking to us.